Alphamedia.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock the Diamond Nine. GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, Deadite Knight! I'm the cock of the walk, baby! The, the what? Cock of the walk. Oh, okay. Baby! 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 Alright, welcome to episode 251 of the GameZilla Podcast, brought to you by our supporters, on Patreon, patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. That's where you can go to financially support the health, the life, and the existence of GameZilla Media. Of course, you know we have a ton of great shows, uh, including The Legend of Retro, Noobs and Dragons, Last Action Podcast, and many more. And your contributions go to making this show and all of these other shows possible. Starting at just $1 per month, you get the ability to vote and you know influence the show here on the GameZilla Podcast. $5 a month gives you ex- access, access. It's going to be a rough show. Get your ass. Get your asses <laughs> to that $5 for exclusive access to content you can't get anywhere else. Like, uh, you know, the GameZilla pre-show recordings. Yeah, I'm really enjoying those. Like behind the DM screen. I kind of like those. Like the Dungeon of Doom. We're going downhill. No one likes the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> but patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, your support means a tremendous amount to us. So thank you to all of our patrons, and we hope that you'll become a patron today. All right. On today's episode, we are covering Axiom Verge, Apex Legends, Patreon News Topic of the Week, and some more Xbox love. All this and more on episode 251. Let's get into the news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Download. Topic number one. Oh boy, everyone knows, if, it, if you know me, you know that I love the game Axiom Verge. I love it a lot. I've bought, I believe, five copies, I think is what we ended up coming out to uh, earlier today. And um, we got, this is a little bit of a different shift though. Uh, backstory on Axiom Verge, it was developed by Tom Happ. It was a one-man show. Okay, he put this game together and went through a ton of struggles to get this thing out. And when it finally did, it was amazing. And to sit back and, and play something that was a one-man crew, it's it's really a gem when you understand what this game went through and how one per and what this one person went through. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're gonna talk about what happened just recently when they released Axiom Verge on the Nintendo Switch. We all got very excited because, A, I had another way to buy this game. And Badland Games was the publisher that was stepping up to help distribute and make this physical copy possible for the Nintendo Switch. And they were also the company that was supposed to um, help make the copy for the Wii U before that all fell apart. Now, the 
the piece here is that Badland Games originally secured the contract to publish this game with an offer, a generous offer. And that was that Badland would match uh, what other publishers were offering and also promise to contribute 75% of their own sales cut to a medical expense fund for the developer, uh, for Thomas Hap's son, Alistair, who uh, suffers from a neurological disorder. Okay, so this was a big this was big news. It's super cool. Yeah. It's super cool to think that uh, a company in the gaming industry would see a need for another member of their community, a developer, and say, "Hey, we'd love to part partner with you, and we'd love to do this for you out of generosity." Right. And so, not only was I get was a game being announced that I really like, but it was also a big chunk of this, you know, of the profits were going to go to a cause that was really really good. So uh, the issue is that uh, when it came time to produce the discs and the cartridges for the various uh, North American platform releases of the game, Badland Games kept stalling. And uh, ultimately, Tom Happ himself ended up funding the manufacture of the games for North America. That's crazy. So the copies that we own, he literally paid for out of his pocket so that we could buy them. Wow. That's nuts. Now, uh, the side note here is that Badland Games was working with Tom Hap, but they were all, it was a triangle. They were also working with Limited Run Games. Okay, and we, A lot of us have heard of Limited Run Games, very successful, another cool company for the indie scene. And um, so what ended up happening was because of all of that, Tom Hap and Limited Run Games figured out North America but left Europe and everything else for Badland Games to still do. And they did, and they delivered. They sold games. And then, not a single cent came back to Tom Happ or Limited Run Games. Man. Now, mind you, I don't mean just the money for his son, which is bad enough. I'm talking they sold his game and never delivered any funds from the sold games. This got worse as I was starting to like read into this. Because when you initially sent me this story Friday, I believe, skimmed it over, and I was like, "Oh man, they're they're hosing that kid out of out of the money." I didn't realize that they just straight up didn't pay Tom. Yeah, so this is where it gets worse, though. But when asked to pay uh, Hap's portion of the sales and the money owed for Hap's son's fun, Badland stopped communicating to them. So. This wasn't just, uh, you know, a, a miscommunication. This wasn't them arguing about funds. It was literally one side of it to stop talking like, oh, boy, I'm not even going to respond to your emails, to your phone calls, to whatever f- form of communication you're trying to reach me. So we basically have uh, at this point a lawsuit that's been, um, you know, issued against Badland Games. For $200,000. Now, they did come out and say they don't actually know exactly how much Badland owes them between sales portions and the Hap, uh, Hap Sons um, fund. But $200,000 is an estimate. And they have also requested to inspect Badland's uh, records to see if an amount needs to be larger. Yeah. That'll all happen in the lawsuit. So... It's frustrating, and this was quoted. Actually, here, I'll just read this quote. It's frustrating to see Badland Games, Badland Publishing tweet about games they're releasing right now, no doubt funded with the money they owe. 
Limited Run Games, and Tom Hap. Badland has, and then the quote really gets kind of like it's like a stab here. Badland Publishing has literally stolen money from a disabled toddler. So, how how can it get much worse than this, right? How can this get worse? Is that well, upon reaching out to Badland Publishing for comment, CEO Lewis Quintens confirmed the account of the story and said he was aware of the lawsuit. He went on to say that Badland has offered a soft repayment plan similar to what it had offered Limited Run, but that his proposal had not been accepted. Quoted, everybody wanted to recover the money at the same time, he said, but it was impossible for us And in that moment. This is where I was like, what do you mean it was impossible? If you sold the game and you knew you owed people money, why did you spend that money? That's kind of where I'm at with this, okay? I don't care if you had other games in development. I don't care if you had employees to pay. Like, how do you sell someone's product? How do you go and sell someone's artwork and, and make these deals, and then you can't pay them? So, uh, when asked, he also reaffirmed the company had paid off 90%. This is where it gets weird. Had paid off 90% of what it owed as Badland Games. Okay, so I misspoke earlier. Think of this as two companies run by one guy. You had Badland Publishing, mm-hmm. which still exists, and then you had Badland Games, which was a developer. Yeah. Primarily. I think they only developed like two games. But when asked, they had paid off 90% of what they owed as Badland Games, and that $78,000 owed to Limited Run and the money owed to Hap were included in the remaining 10% they needed to pay. Yeah. So, this is where I started to kind of question, like, wait, what's going on here? And I did a little bit of work, a little bit of research on Badland Games and publishing. So, Badland Games built a bunch of games, took a bunch of loans, owed a bunch of money, and had and paid off, had to pay it all. They were they were falling horribly behind. And so now you're telling me it's starting to look like some of these funds from Badland Publishing got shifted around to try to pay, try to stay afloat. Yeah. And part of me is like, okay, listen, like I get it, but the, but you can't, you cannot do this to another company, to another person, and to a child with you, a, with a disability. You can't ghost someone. No. You can be straightforward. And say we're having some financial issues. We will. We are working on our obligation. Here is our plan to adhere to our obligation. You can't just ghost a guy like that. Yeah. So that's how you get sued. Yeah. And it goes on to where Lu, uh, uh, Luis um, responds on Twitter finally, right? Because there's no communication, right? So finally, uh, Limited Run Games and lawyers and Tom kind of came out publicly and started talking about it. Now all of a sudden, we have a response from Badland Game, Badland mm-hmm. Publishing. And the response, I, I don't need to read this whole thing, but the response kind of came off to me like at first he was. They were. He was explaining himself, and he's like, "The first thing I would like to clarify is that I have never refused to pay the debt that we have today with both companies, and that I have documents that prove this fact. I have always been willing to pay not only to them, but to face the rest of the debts that have been contracted by Badland Games, which have paid as far as the company's possibilities. Badland Games was in charge of the port for the Wii U." Axiom Verge Physical Edition, which was plagued with difficulties because the company that had made the digital port 
could not handle it because it was immersed in other projects and simply sent us the code ported with its engine. Okay, well, but you, I, I'm confused here. You made this deal. So, again, these are where the excuses start coming out in this statement. And I'm like, okay, I don't care. Like, you're the publisher. You're the one that made the deal. You're the one that took, took the deal, took the money, said you're going to do it. You can't come back with this and say, oh, well, there was more work than we expected and my team couldn't handle it. After months of work involving our production team, Nintendo, and the first company, we were able to solve the disk management problem, but by that time, our company was facing a serious financial problem that made the production of the game impossible. It's common for companies to go through prosperity or crisis financial status, and unfortunately, Badland Games was going through an extremely difficult time at the moment. The, the concern part here is that you're ref the referencing Badland Games when and Badland Publishing is the one that's supposed to be publishing this game. So now you're telling me both companies had was involved in this. Yeah. You made the deal, and now you were fixing one game. You were supposed to be publishing a separate game for the Switch or whatever, and it's all falling apart. So he goes on to keep kind of giving uh, over the next few months, we were forced to focus on getting the business and jobs afloat and seeking funding both from banks and private investors to get the company through its tough times. This is why payment of the invoices to Tom Hat Foundation could not be completed. The only thing I asked from these two companies was that the payment of the debt be made around a plan that at that moment we could face and with the will to accomplish them as it had been done with the rest of partners or companies with which a debt had been incurred. So he's basically saying everybody else made a payment plan, but you guys wouldn't accept our payment plan. I don't know the tr we don't know the truth to that, but the other side saying that there was no communication. So yeah, where does this fall? But finally, he goes on to end this in a way that <sighs> I don't like it. I don't like the taste here, and I'm, I want your opinion on this, Deadite. Okay. After all of the issues and the you know economic difficulties and blah, 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 over and over again in this, he goes, on the other hand, I find it hard to hear that I am accused of taking advantage of a child's illness when I suffered it with my own child until only two weeks ago when he stopped taking medication from birth and is now four years old. Uh, you know, it's not a real good look when, yeah. when, when the, when the story that's being painted in the media, we understand that there, there's a, a level of, he said, he said, you know, and I think as gamers, we're inclined to believe Tom Hap because we know his story and we like his game. Um, but you know, there's a sick kid involved and that's making everyone a little more tense and emotional. It's not good to be like, he's not the only one with a sick kid. Yeah. You said you were going to help that kid. Yeah. And that's my whole thing is like, you can't, you can't be that person that comes out right now and says, um, Hey, I have a sick kid too. So like, don't, don't say that I did. Don't say I did something bad. And like, you know, and I'm like sitting here, I'm like, okay, hold on. And here's the thing, even if you are telling the truth, that that's unfortunate. And, and, and you know, like, I don't want to see any kids suffer. But I can also sit there and say, you know, Tom's son isn't going to stop taking medicine at four years old. You know, like, it, like you're, don't come, like, I don't like the comparison thing. That's right. That's why I don't like how he's basically kind of saying, 
I can't believe you're doing this. I have a sick child too. And it's like, okay, but well, pump the brakes here. You're the one that like, there was no communication. You're the one that agreed to not make this public initially. Okay. Don't make it public initially. We weren't because we didn't want the sales of Axiom Verge to be because of a sick kid. We wanted to be sales because the game's good and and because it's a video game. And so like, now you're coming out in defense mode, partially because you're being attacked. I mean, you are. You're being called out for something you did. So it's a defense mechanism, but I just kind of feel weird that you're going to hold your kid right in front of you and be like, see, I, I have a shield too. That's yeah. kind of how I take it a little bit. I feel like the whole thing would be different if he were to come out and you know just be like, there are, there's financial trouble, and it's very unfortunate that our obligation to help this child has fallen under some difficulties. Bad Land Publishing is going to do everything we can to make sure that that money that we we promised to support this child will be will be given in time, and we promise to make good on our debts. You know, uh, just for the profits to to Mister Hap. Like if they come came out and just said, "Hey, we messed up." There's a bad situation. We that's on us. We have our problems, and it caused us to not meet our obligations. And own that that's poor, and then say we're gonna try to make things right. That's all you need to that's do. It. Like that's, that's bad it. PR from 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 Badland yeah. to not just come out and say, "Hey, we messed up. Yeah. We're going through a hard time." But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have communicated properly or done what we could to help Tom Hap. We're gonna we're gonna figure out a plan moving forward. That's all they need to say. Not well, I have a sick kid too. Yeah, like that's that that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. So I mean, we can kind of wrap this topic up. It, it, a few days ago, we uh, this this article was first sent to me by one of our listeners, and I was ready to just go, just go off on this topic because I was so mad. You know, and then more news. We got we got a hold of some more information, and then of course today we kind of got some information from the other side. And so it's still super upsetting. It's still very unfortunate that this is the way it went. Um, I personally will never buy another Badland game just because of the way that it's been handled. Like, you've lost me as a customer. Even if for some crazy reason Tom made, like, Axiom Verge 2 and some godforsaken reason you published it, I wouldn't buy it. And I'd let Tom know why. And I've talked to Tom personally. Like I, I would let him know. Hey, man, super appreciate your game. Send me a digital copy if you want. I can't buy your game. Yeah, um, not from them. And just I can't do it. it, it there, there's just a level of and and you you're that way. I mean, you've you've had your companies that you will you refuse to do business with because of the way you've been treated or the way something's been handled. This is like on an ultimate level of that. I'm a strong believer that as consumers and as video game fans, we should be making our voice heard with our wallet. You can get on Reddit and you can tweet and you can be angry and you can do all that stuff. But if you just don't buy the game and or if you convince your friends just to not buy the game, that's going to hurt these publishers more than sending a mean tweet to them. Just don't buy it. Just don't give them your money. Give a company that you believe in your money. Yeah, exactly. So... Anyways, uh, feel free to uh, 
you know, show Tom your support. Uh, there's plenty of communication going on on Twitter through Tom, uh, at Tom Hap and, and uh, at Axiom Verge that you can see a lot of the fan base that are supporting him. And I hope everything works out for him. I hope I hope he gets what, he, what he's owed for sure. Did you see, you know, just to wrap this topic up, do you see the Wii U version is releasing on the yeah. 29th? So Limited yeah. Run is putting it out here in the States. So whatever they did, they were able to overcome it. But, uh, you know, that. You know, hopefully That'll be my sixth copy I buy for limited run. There you go. You gotta yeah. do it. Yeah, the fact that it's come from limited run, I'll, uh, I'll I definitely if I can find a copy, I'll pick it up. All right, topic number two: Apex Legends season one has been announced. So we knew we had just talked about this last week. The rumors were were swirling. We had heard about some new champs or some new legends, as they call them, and uh, we knew that the season could be coming any moment. Well. It got announced today. Boom! If you're yeah, so Legends Apex Legends Season One drops March nineteenth. It's going to run nine hundred and fifty Apex coins, which is nine dollars and fifty cents. That's about your average battle pass. You know, Rocket League's ten bucks, Fortnite's right around that ten bucks, and um, um, and, and other games. But the uh, those being some of the main ones. Hundred levels are going to be included in Season One. And that's going to include character skins, weapon skins, banner frames, XP boosts, and more. You know, probably uh, kill phrases and and all that other stuff that's in this game. And and it's all going to be um, built around the Wild Frontier theme. And that's what what this season is built around. So um, the other cool thing, though, if you're not into this and you don't want to give them your money, uh, players will also receive the – or sorry – Fans can can play this game. They can. They don't have to purchase the battle pass. And if they do, they will still earn one uh, Wild Frontier skin, uh, Legend skin, I should say. Yeah. Five uh, Apex packs and eighteen Wild Frontier stat trackers for free. That's nice. just. Uh, it's just. It's same with Rocket League. You got the free tier and then the paid tier. Yeah. Um, and Fortnite has that too. But um, but for the people that do purchase it, you're going to be getting right out the gate three. Wild Frontier themed legend skins right at the purchase point. Uh, and those will be for Lifeline. You got the Lifeline Revolutionary, the Wraith Survivor, and the Mirage Outlaw skins. Uh, those will be three that you get right at the beginning. And then you'll work your way through the 100 levels where you'll get additional skins for weapons and all that other stuff, like we said. Um, the Battle Pass has like a. A boost, I guess, a boost mode you can buy. I guess I put it, but fans can also buy the battle pass bundle, which unlocks twenty five battle pass levels and their respective rewards automatically. That costs twenty eight hundred apex coins or twenty eight dollars. That you know, for people that want to rush it, I guess you know, like if you're, or for people that think I'm not going to get through a hundred levels, I need to kind of start ahead of ahead of the curve. I've done this in Fortnite, like season two or something like that. Yeah. Where I really wanted the uh, Rust Lord, which was like a Star Lord ripoff skin. And yeah. I was like, well, if I buy the bundle, I'll get it day one and I can rock it. And that's that was kind of what motivated me to do it. Is that cool? I, I can I can use this skin. This one, I'll probably sit back and actually just go through the 100 levels. I've been I mean, playing, playing the it game a lot. so much. Yeah. yeah. I play the game a ton. So, um, and then lastly, the new legend, Octane, is joining the battle. And we knew Octane. We knew he was in the test servers. We, uh, his jump pad started showing up in the game right around the market. 
uh, marketplace. And but we got a little bit of like a backstory with them. So the new Legend Octane was um, it was uh, detailed in a PlayStation blog that after blowing off his legs in a gauntlet speed run, Octavio Octane Silva dives into Apex with metal legs, searching for the ultimate adrenaline rush using death-defying moves. His adrenaline junkie ability lets him trade health for speed, and his launch pad ultimately ultimate ability lets his squad fly through the air. He's like Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> yeah. He's got space shuttle legs. Yeah. And so we had talked about the idea or the, the rumors and, and some of the stuff that leaked from the test server where he can give 10% of his health or whatever and, and gain speed, but also while he's in this speed boost, he doesn't. He's not affected by slows. So through the poison smoke or something like that, he's not going to get affected by that. Um, seems like a really interesting character, and he drops the same day as the pass. In fact, actually, I think he's already live uh, from when we're recording this on Monday night. So, but he'll be available, and I don't think he's part of the pass. I think he's. I think legends are traditionally like you can use the in-game currency that you build by playing the game, or you can buy them. So I don't think you have to go through 100 levels to get Octane. If you want Octane and you have 12,000 Apex credit or the $10 or whatever it is, or no, I, think you only, I think they cost $7 if you want to buy them outright with cash, you know, you're going to be able to buy him. He's going to be something kind of on the side of the battle pass. Nice. So, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, we know that I am not a big fan of the cosmetic microtransaction DLC buying a $18 skin and all that stuff. Like, I think that's ridiculous. I really like this method of getting people involved with the game. Like, so Rocket League's a, at most usually a $20 game unless you buy a physical edition. I don't mind throwing $10 every four months to just get the loot drops and be involved in in the fun of grinding out these drops. In Fortnite, it's a free game. I, I think it's great people dropping 10 bucks and it, it gets the community excited, gives you something to grind for because in these never-ending games like Apex, Fortnite, Rocket League, uh, Overwatch, like... It's hard sometimes to find the motivation because you're just endlessly playing. So I actually think this is a really cool method of delivering content and excitement to the player base. You know, 10 bucks for the buy-in. And then from there, you know, it gives you something to to reach for in a game that's never ending. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this this uh, style has gotten us to really enjoy. I mean, not that we stopped enjoying Rocket League, but it pushed us on Rocket League. But it definitely motivated me in the newest Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Call of Duty, when the black market kind of came out and it gave you that 100, 100 levels of of content every season, it really pushed pushed me more to play the game. And so here I am now, and I'm like, um, you know, I have my favorite guns that I like to use, but I don't have the skins that I want. So now, like, knowing that, yes, there's a chance when loot boxes drop that I could get something, but there's also billion chances that I don't get it well here in the battle pass I'm looking at it. it's like when I reach level 25 I get this this is the only way in this game currently that you can sit there and work towards something that you know you're gonna get yeah and that's I like that 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 definitely uh, drives me as a player so but yeah pretty cool news I'm excited apex Legends season one I'll be uh, I'll be live on that tomorrow for sure um, after some Noobs and Dragons recording, unfortunately, because we need more episodes. 
God. And I say unfortunately, but I really am excited because we're in an interesting point in the show. But man, I'm excited for this season one of Apex. I'm addicted. All right. All right. Topic three. Let me get the horns ready. Get the horns ready because it is our Patreon news topic of the week. Every week, our patrons from patreon.com slash gameslowmedia get to vote on a topic that we're going to talk about. This week, they pick The Simpsons. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> That's right. The Simpsons made some news last night when they aired an episode all surrounding esports. So, not only esports, but the producers and director directors of The Simpsons spent a lot of time with some particular people and teams and organizations revolving around this episode, and that would be Riot Games, nice. a.k.a. League of Legends, one of the biggest esports games in the world right now. So they really wanted to work with the Riot and even some teams like your boys. T. L. When was I? T. L. I had like a I had like a motion. Team Liquid. I had I had a hand motion. I was doing at the Morelli video gaming tournament this weekend. Yeah, they even went and hung out at the training facilities for Team Liquid, and uh, you know spent some time with the owner of Team Liquid, but spent a lot of time at the offices of Riot Games, and wanted to just try to craft something around this interesting this interesting phenomenon that is changing the way we absorb media almost. So um, just to give you a, a little bit of background, if you're not an eSports person, if you don't understand why this is a big deal, League of Legends has been driving eSports for years. They're on season seven or eight now and of professional play. And the 2018 World Championships of League of Legends drew 100 million unique viewers which is about the same number as the NFL Super Bowl this year, this last year. So to give yeah, to give you a lot of nerds. That's crazy when you think about it, because Super Bowl is that place where everybody spends a ton of money on commercials because everybody's watching. Well, guess what? Esports is doing it now on a yearly basis with one game, and that doesn't count what Overwatch is doing, what all these other games that are starting to explode, like Apex Legends, like Fortnite, you know, what they're going to be able to do in the coming years. But it just was interesting that this is that first time that uh, we really kind of saw esports kind of thrown into the main, you know, the 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 mainstream. And so the Simpsons uh, episode is titled "E My Sports." And basically, Bart gets a new computer and finds himself glued to a game called Conflict of Enemies, which, yes, was based off of League of Legends. <laughs> he eventually travels out of the country to play in the World Championship match with Homer acting as the coach after the latter finds out how much money can be made in esports. So the um, co-executive producers said the episode was meant to embody a cultural tipping point that has seen esports dominate a lot of conversation about the future of entertainment, sports, and media. And I think that's this interesting point that we're at. The Simpsons, this iconic show that's been going on forever, is, is taking something so new that, is, that has shifted the way our younger audience, and, and not just our younger audience, but especially these the younger gamers, they don't watch TV anymore. They don't 
They they go home. They watch YouTube. They jump on Twitch. They watch their favorite streamer. They study they study gameplay. That is their content, and it's not even go home. It's on their phone. It's on. It's wherever they go. They're absorbing it, and it's just super interesting to finally see this kind of hit. It, it takes me back. It reminds me of like the World of Warcraft episode with South Park, and yeah. how how that was that show. That was that episode that even drug me back to South Park when I heard about it. And then I started watching more South Park because of it. And this is the kind Live of... Live to win <laughs> <Yep>. till you die <laughs> till the light dies in your eyes. Live to win. I'll never forget. I, I listened to that. So I really liked that episode. And that song was going. I'm like, man, that's a hilarious song that they made for this episode. <laughs> oh, and I was balls damn Yeah, and I was already friends with, with uh, Deadite here. And he's like, man, that's not, a, that's not a joke song. That's a real song off an album. I'm like, get out of here. No, it's not. They made it for that episode. And then he played and I was like, oh, oh my, someone was serious when they made that. Paul Stanley from Kiss. <laughs> Your favorite group. Man, I, you know you know me. I love Kiss, Limp Biscuit, Metallica, all my favorite bands. <laughs> so They don't I, make me want to die at all. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about this? You're a Simpsons fan. I know you're not a giant esports guy, but like this definitely is showing the growing significance and popularity of esports as an industry. So the the interesting thing, so I am a big Simpsons fan, and quick plug, I love Noiseland Arcade, our GameZilla Media show, all about the Simpsons. They just wrapped up season one, so they'll, go listen to Noiseland Arcade. They'll probably talk about this episode in about 10 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, longer yeah. than that, longer than yeah. that. Uh, so, I, you know, being a big Simpsons fan, you look at classic episodes where Homer coaches the the baseball team and the football team and like you see Bart and Lisa do all these activities. I remember when the Simpsons got their first computer and the internet. Like that was an episode them getting the internet. And now we're to the point where the show is covering Bart on an esports team. Like just showing, you know, when a show lasts for 30 years, yeah. the subject matters that they cover become things that are happening within the times. And it's it's just crazy to realize that we are now to the point where that's what they're doing. It's normal enough in the world for esports that the Simpsons are covering it. Yeah, that's it's pretty wild. Um I, I got a kick out of seeing one of the screen I haven't watched the episode fully yet, but we watched like uh teasers for it. We saw some screenshots and I really got a kick out of the one screenshot where he's still in his room with his new computer and he's like gaming hardcore and he's got that just that little dirty like tiny mustache starting to grow on his face. Yeah. And I was like, man, Bart with a mustache, that's weird. You know, like I'm starting to think about it in the in the sense of like, oh, how much older is Bart, you know, in, in this. But um, overall, it is super cool. They even brought in some of the uh, shoutcasters like, um, like Freak from uh league of legends and he cameoed as himself you know in in the show which was pretty cool i'm sure that's from the other side of it here's someone growing up that yeah you work for league but you everyone knows what the simpsons is right so the fact that he now can sit there and say i have a cartoon version of me in the simpsons for an episode who would have ever thought it would have been because i'm a shoutcaster of a video game yeah right that's pretty cool so I don't think there's a whole lot more to be said, except I'll ask you one question. 
if uh, you could have a video game kind of get this type of of play into a show that you like, what what would it be? Like, I would love to see, you know, I, I right now I'm really into Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, and so could Brooklyn Nine Nine team up with say? Uh, Blizzard for an episode because the the whole the whole unit gets uh, addicted to Overwatch and and you have some sort of fun episode about them like hor- doing their job horribly because they're addicted to video games or something like that. I don't know. Maybe that's not the best storyline because I don't really want to push addiction to video games. But you get my drift. My idea might be almost too similar to an an episode that actually happened. (laughs) So I thought this all up, and I was like, man, I'm pretty sure that was already an episode. There's definitely an episode of Bob's Burger where Bob gets addicted to an arcade game, right? Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, but my idea for the episode would have been, it's burger time, (laughs) and Jimmy Pesto is way better at it, and Bob cannot stand that Jimmy Pesto is better at the hamburger video game. I like that. that, So, like, it's... But I know they definitely have one, because Aziz Ansari did did a voice in the episode. Yeah. Where, um... Where uh, they were at the arcade, yeah. Bob was super hooked on some game, and the kids had to go get him out of the arcade or something. So, I guess my idea wasn't original at all. It just involved Jimmy Pesto in a video game I already love. So, well, there you go. It's still it's still good. I, I because you bring in Jimmy Pesto for anybody that is fans of Bob's Burgers, um, you know that that would work so well. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, patrons, for the pick this week. It was a solid choice, as always. Noise. If you want, if you want to uh, to get involved and be able to vote on topics that are talked about on the show, then join patreon.com slash gameslowmedia and get all sorts of perks. All right. Our last topic of the show for the news is Microsoft is now letting you stream your PC video games to your Xbox One, and you can use a controller. That seems insane. So what a, what a time to be alive! Yeah, this kind of just this kind of came out, and we're right around the uh, we're right around this the next convention, or I, don't know, I guess it is a convention, but the big show. You got your game developers conference coming up here, where a lot of people are going to be dropping some news, and Microsoft is one of them, talking about probably their uh, diskless. Xbox that's going to be hitting and other things around streaming. But on top of it, they already released this new app where Microsoft is now letting Xbox One owners stream their PC games to the console, use a controller to play them in a uh, new wireless display app. Microsoft enables the support so you can play Steam games or other titles directly on your Xbox One. You can use a regular Xbox controller to control the remote PC, enabling gameplay or even the ability to use Xbox for presentations. So this software originally got developed because of the Microsoft Surface Hub yeah, and uh, and some of that uh, functionality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see where we're going, right? We might have... We might have I might sur- have access to a Surface <laughs> Hub five days a week. Yeah, we might. I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> But Microsoft's wireless display app uses uh, Miracast to create a connection between a PC and the Xbox One, and you can cast to the Xbox using the WinKey plus P combination. 
Windows oh, key. Oh, oh, yeah, the Win key plus P combination. Yeah, Windows key plus the P button. How about that? <laughs> I think you can figure that part out. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was less technical than I thought it yeah. was. <laughs> Windows key <laughs> plus the P I was button. Thinking, I was thinking it was like a registry key. I go, uh, no one cares about no. that. People don't need to know. No, that. there are different latency modes. <laughs> you have different latency modes built into the app for gaming and watching videos from the remote PC. Uh, and the app is ideal if you want to project a stream or video onto the Xbox. Uh, so there you go. The only thing is, which I don't think you really need this, but you cannot stream protect, protected content like Netflix. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there you go. That, that's that's pro- your big restriction there. But uh, this is interesting because they, they, they mention Steam because it's popular, but they instantly say, and other stuff. So like... And then the way the app works is it lets you map your controller back to the PC. So, like, could I stream League of Legends from my PC to my Xbox and play it with a controller? I mean, I'm not saying it'd be good. It'd probably be god-awful. But could I do it if I wanted to? That's my question. That's what I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to test it out. But also, does this mean... You know, you mentioned Steam, but you also say others. So, of course, the Xbox games, if you, for some reason, owned it on PC but not... On Xbox, you have the Play Anywhere now, so maybe that functionality starts enhancing itself. But you also have Epic Game Store that we want, that I wonder about, um, and I would assume that you probably could do the same thing. Uh, and it just it's interesting now because here's another way Xbox is introducing this just wide open gaming area, wide open ability to sit there and. Do whatever whatever you want with your games. So the big issue with the launch of the Xbox One is Microsoft came out and they were like, listen, this box is your multimedia center. This box plays your movies. It, it You can watch your TV through your Xbox. You can do all the stuff no one asked for. No one cared about. <laughs> right. And now... The it's, it's the the inter, the life of this system is going to be so interesting looking back in ten years because it went from this is your at home media box it does everything to this is a box that lets you play video games however you want no one cares about the TV functionality or any of that other crap no one used they turned this thing into the best way to play video games in the most ways possible. And that's in, that's crazy when you think about the backwards compatibility, uh, Xbox Game Pass, and now streaming directly from your PC through Steam or whatever whatever application you use, casting it over to your Xbox and playing it on your TV. That That's so crazy to think that you can do all of that with an Xbox One S now or Xbox One X. Compared to at the beginning, what they were trying to sell you, right? They exactly. got they got it together. They figured out what people want to do with an Xbox yeah. and what they don't want to do with an Xbox, and now they're letting you do it. Yeah. I regret not owning an Xbox <laughs> after things like this. It's like, man, they keep coming out with cool stuff. It seems like every couple months that make you go, man, they're they're really setting themselves up to just destroy the next generation. They really are, and I mean, when you watch things like this, and you go, like, right now, I'm playing Hades. Which is um, sucker uh, sucker punch yeah. uh, latest game, and it's only on PC. And right now I'm playing it through the Epic Store, right? Because that's where the early release hit. If if this indeed would allow me to push it to my Xbox and play uh, with with an Xbox controller, you know, more more like like it was actually on the Xbox, 
I'll do it right now. You know, like that's that's really cool. This also starts to play into this idea, though, that they've already come out and said we're going to offer Xbox Live as a service to anyone that wants to use it. iOS, Android, Switch. They even mentioned PS4 today. They even mentioned Sony, which will never happen, but they mentioned it. And so, I mean, it'll never happen besides the fact of like Minecraft, right? Like because yeah. they own it, but. So you sit back here and you're like, wow, they're, not only are they tying that into the fact that now it's like, what if the creator of Hades decided to use the Xbox Live service? And even though I'm streaming it from the Epic Store to my Xbox, I'm still, I'm still, I still have achievements or something like yeah. that. On top of all of that, you're sitting back and you're looking at it and you go, wow, this really plays into them setting up all these little things we've been hearing about. So keyboard and mouse support on the Xbox. We heard about it. It's a thing already. You can you can order a Razer keyboard and mouse that's specially licensed by Xbox that'll work for certain games only. But now it's starting to really look like maybe that was just a test because now if I can stream PC games to my Xbox, let's say you can stream League of Legends, and I want to use a keyboard and mouse input, maybe I will at one point, you know, because maybe they're just they're just getting ready. They just started small here and there because they learned from their lessons to not bite off more than they can chew with stupid things like the Connect, and they just instead go with these smaller test subjects and go, this works or this doesn't work. And we've seen things disappear, sure, that, you know, that didn't work, that we were like, oh, I thought we were getting this feature. Well, now we're not. But now we're getting these other things that are way more impactful to a gamer from these um, emulators to play original Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One games all from one system to sharing our games almost in any direction at this point. You got a Surface, you got a, you got a Microsoft Surface? Now you, can, you can beam shit to that, too. Yeah. It's just crazy how f- much freedom this company that, like you said, not that many years ago, Felt like a prison. And so I, yeah, I can't believe the turnaround they've made. And I really look forward to what we're going to hear at the, uh, the game development conference here this week. I think next Monday, next show, we're going to have a lot to talk about from, from Microsoft, from Google, you know, all these companies, but especially Microsoft because they are gearing up for an E3 that they seem to be set up to just. They're going to make all of our jaws drop. I'm really calling it right now. We're going to walk out of E3. We're going to lead into E3 with all these just things where we're like, wow, that's really cool. Wow, that's really cool. And then we're going to leave E3 like, oh, wow, I, I got to pre-order one of these things. Whatever yeah. this next box they call it, I need one. And that's good. It's good for them. All right, well, that's our attack on the news for these topics and much more. You want to head on over to GameZillaMedia.com, and you can read the blogs. You can watch the YouTube content. You can interact with us. You can join the Discord. It's all doable right from GameZillaMedia.com. Yeah. And if you like this podcast, guess what? GameZilla has other dope podcasts for you to listen to. If you like retro gaming, we have the Legend of Retro podcast. If you're into tabletop gaming, there's Noobs and Dragons, which is it's a storytelling podcast. Three idiots learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons together with an expert Dragon Master. Dungeon Master. I don't know anything about it. He's a Dragon Master, too. He's a Dragon Master. Correct WK. uh, You know, and uh, we have the Last Action podcast. 
action movies movie blast podcast Bob and Max they did a fun episode about uh, comparing a couple leprechauns movies for St. Patrick's Day last Friday and of course we already mentioned it Noiseland Arcade our Simpsons podcast all available at gamesillamedia.com of course Spotify iTunes, TuneIn, Overcast, anywhere you're listening to GameZilla, you'll be able to find these shows as well. The Google. TheGoogle.com. Are, they, are we on Google Play? We are. Yeah. We're on Google Play. We're on Google Podcasts, too. Extra, extra. Read all about it. We're on Google Podcasts, Google. We're here on Google. I didn't know that until just now. Yeah. Why do you think I, I'm on stage tomorrow at the game conference? Uh, i got to talk about us being on Google. We're, we're on the new platform. You know, I thought we had an agreement that I was going to ride your coattails. I mean, you get to be on stage with Google, and I'm not there to be your hype man. Yeah. You're a bad friend. You let me down. Well, I, I mean, you got to be there. I didn't buy a plane ticket or anything. but I can <laughs> afford a plane ticket, bitch. <laughs> I would have went. Where's Game Developer Conference? It's in California somewhere, I think. Yeah, I could go I there. should probably figure that yeah, out, Yeah, I right? thought it was like If you're like, it's Tokyo, I'll be like, I guess I can't afford it. <laughs> no, it's here. We're okay. here. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into the Zilla update. Oh, man. Trombo Zilla update. It helps if I have the volume up. There we go. <laughs> Gotta hear that. Gotta hear that bass. Ah, that's right. Our gaming moment of the week, I think, is probably going to be a mutual one, but I'm going to let Dead Eye take it away. So let's see where he goes with it. I'm going to create a fresh moment here for gaming moment of the week. It's going to be different than what you were thinking. Oh, okay. Grim, I got you a gift. What? Got, got you a little gift. Scheme. Oh boy. All right. All right. Oh God. What's it say on the back there? Oh, this isn't your gift. This is just a copy of Ninja Turtles Arcade <laughs> I had in my backpack. Ooh, well, that's mine. <laughs> I need that. No, I don't. I actually, this is a really dirty copy of the Turtles Arcade game. I got you a gift, all right? Okay. Now, try not to be a little too excited. I got you. Oh, God. Your no. own pair of Crocs. <laughs> yeah. No. If you listen to the Games of the pre-show on Patreon.com <laughs> slash Games of the Media last week, it was all about me trying to get Grim to join the Croc army and be a Croc wearer with me. Look, like, look, I'm wearing Crocs right now. How did you get in this house and I didn't see you wearing Crocs? Oh, of course man. I'm wearing my Crocs man. because mine are a sleek black. They blend into your carpet really well. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't get the sleek black. Made in China. Yeah, are these yeah. real Crocs? No, no, no. Those are those are those are those are garden clogs. Are, okay? your, are yours real Crocs? Yeah, mine are real what Crocs. What the hell, you man? Garden clogs. What the hell? I'll yeah. put them on right now. They're an extra large woman, so I hope that fits. Extra large. You got me woman's Crocs. <laughs> I think Grim. Come on. Grim. Grim. Look at me. Look at me. All Crocs are women's Crocs. Okay, that's just how the shoe works. I think. <laughs> All right, they're on. I guess I gotta approve this real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're on. Yeah. They feel good, don't they? Feel I haven't. Right. I haven't walked around in them yet, yeah. but they don't feel. They're not burning my feet yet. Yeah. Well. The, to be fair, these are off-brand, so I'm waiting for the chemical burns to set oh, in. Oh yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, the garden clogs. Like, uh oh my. Uh oh my <laughs> socks are on fire. That's weird. Yeah. Do you, you wear socks with these, or are they are they not meant for that? Like, how do you rock these? I what? I go sockless. Any, sockless. Because I, socks drive me insane. That's the whole reason I I, I started wearing Crocs. Uh, <laughs> you know, I did a little googling about Chinese garden clogs. Uh, if your toenails fall off, that's normal. That's it's totally normal. normal. Okay, totally normal. So, Got it. Just keep wearing them. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you You're for welcome. my my knockoff my knockoff Crocs. Yeah. That's your game moment of the week. I, I got you another gift. I was worried. You got me another gift. I was worried you oh, were gonna hate no. the Crocs. I was worried that you were gonna you were gonna be upset because I know you're a stylish guy. You like your Pumas. Dear you God. like your Nike. So I, I got you something else. Oh dear God. 
Okay, uh, what else is in the bag? <laughs> I got you a can of Surge. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm into that. Because I know you like cold. Surge. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, well, my backpack is always super cold. I just yeah. keep dry ice in the bottom. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Way better than the Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> So, this is a real gift. It's invisible. No one can see it on the stream, but hey, it's real. So if you want to be convinced that how great Crocs are, patreon.com slash games of the media. Go back a week. The whole sh- There's a whole 12-minute show of me just trying to convince Grim to buy Crocs. Wait, time out, time out. Did the surge come from the same location as the Crocs? Um, Not the same store, but the same general area. Okay, as long as it's not the same store, I'd have to give it back to you, because it's already tainted at that point. No, no, it came, there was at least three retail outlets spacing between where your Chinese garden clogs came from. My Chinese garden clogs extra large, I'll tell you, these they don't feel like extra large. Well, they're a women's extra large, I told you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was the biggest size they had. Yeah, I think we're going to have to probably, like, cut my toes off to make these work. So uh, we'll take care of that after the show. Again, your nails will fall off. That's going to give you a few millimeters. That might be enough. It's real close, real close. I'd have to take a few steps here and see what what damage we're talking. All right. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, the Zilla update, and we normally talk about video games, so I guess I will go and talk about what the fun we had over the weekend with the Morelli Video Gaming Tournament. Oh, yeah. And it is a, uh, it happens twice a year, and we, uh, we, get, we all gather around as The Glitch, Tony Morelli, puts on, with his lovely wife, Danielle, a fantastic event every time. Uh, these last couple events, though, have been, they've had, you know, uh, charities tied to them, and it's been, so there's been this extra level of just really cool stuff going on, and we're, we're raising money for a good cause, things like that. Um, and so Saturday, we all got together at the local VFW that was super kind to once again share their location with us, and we had a really good turnout for his next tournament, uh, which is kind of like... It's a unique tournament, guys. It's like you you have no idea what you're gonna play. First of all, it's random. It's it's selected by him, and he doesn't tell anyone. It's like guts or yeah, American yeah. Gladiator. Yes. Like you don't know what event you're doing until you get there. Yeah, you go into American Gladiators. You've been study. You know, you've been practicing this one this one uh, task, and then you know what? The, you just then don't get it. Turbo smashing in the face with a giant rod. <laughs> right. Yeah. You get that up on the joust. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. That one's yep. gonna get clipped. Turbo smashing in the face with a rod. Okay. Yep. But uh, anyways, the uh, the tournament was a lot of fun. We our round robin started, and we got uh, selected with uh, Dead Dead Rising Two. The mo- it was a motorcycle like mini game. Yeah, you're on a at motorcycle. The very beginning of the game, you're mowing down zombies in an arena. Speed run of the first level in Contra. Yep. The um, linebacker like dodge in Mario Party for the Switch. Yep. I'm not sure of the actual mini game name. And then finally, Gran Turismo for the PS1. Yeah. Those digital controls just left and right. Yeah. No analog <laughs> stick there on the original. Right. So we got to uh, we got to go around the round robin and and or and the uh, or the group stage, I probably should call it. And basically, you know, you went to each station, you tried to do the best that you possibly could, and then you would get points based off of it, and the top eight go into a bracket form. So um Round or the uh, the group stage was a lot of fun. We got we had food from all sorts of people bringing stuff in. Had drinks. 
Uh, the raffles were going, all sorts of cool stuff that you could get into. Big money, big prizes. I love it. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, the final eight came. And last event was the first time I missed the final eight. Yeah. And I felt good about it because I was able to just enjoy myself, have some drinks, and, and actually not stress out. It's cool being a loser. I know all about it. <laughs> I've never made the top eight. So I knew I was already kind of in trouble when I did uh, when I I was first place in Contra until the very end where I got knocked to second place. But the second place finish in Contra and then pretty average finishes in the other locations and then a horrible finish in Gran Turismo. I thought Gran Turismo might have freed me from the top eight, but I was not so lucky as we made. I was seventh seed and jazzy was eighth seed now mind you i bring up jazzy because him and i were sitting back there as they were tallying up all the points we're like hey man if we don't make the top eight you know you know what that means right this is jazzy talking to me i go yeah it means we leave and we go home and play apex legends and he just starts <laughs> laughing he just starts laughing his ass off because we're both addicted to this game so when we get our names called, I look at Jazzy. Even though I was the seventh scene, got called first. I looked at Jazzy. I was like, way to go, Jazzy. You ruined it. We could have been home playing Apex. He's like, wait a minute. You're the seventh seed. So anyways, a little side story. That was that was having some fun with Jazzy. But uh, we get into it. First game of the bracket, Gears of War 4. Yeah, you're about to do some work. <laughs> I was I was real happy. I'm like, oh, this was picked for me. I felt like it was picked for me, you know, yeah. kind of like how our last time around the finals was Rocket League. Even though you and I didn't make it, it was picked for us. Yeah. Um. So we get going and the game's just, it doesn't work right, right? We can't get it to work the way that uh, they had originally planned. It needed an internet connection yeah. for whatever And we had an internet connection, but it was just not supporting it properly. It was like two megs a second. Yeah, it was super unfortunate. So we slide over real quick back over to the Switch, back over to Mario Party, which mind you, I own and I've never played. You're missing out. And I see this frying pan, right? And, and a, a cube of meat that we're flipping around and, and cooking each side of it. Now, mind you, by the time I turn my head to see what the what it is, because I'm still trying to get Gears of War working, Jazzy and uh, and his and his um, opponent are already going. They're already fighting, and I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, I should slide over there and see what it is." As I walk over, it's over. It happened in a, it happened in a blink. <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait, wait, guys. Uh, how do you play?" And they're like, "All right, you're up." And I'm like, "Oh God!" Like clearly. It's a frying pan, and the Joy-Con has motion controls, so I'm like, I get the idea, and I end up just being a natural, and I just, and I... You're I, really good at handling meat. I, yeah, I, I'm a pro at the meat. So, anyways, I win that round. We go, that, we go to the next round, and I was like, well, it can't get any weirder than that, and that's when Ring King for the NES comes out, and I'm like, Ring King for the NES? I don't I I played a lot of NES games. I don't know what this is. It's a boxing game. I'm like, okay, you know, we'll just we'll get in there. I I to this moment, I have no idea what I was what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like I still feel like I was watching a demo. I felt like a six year like a like maybe like a five year old kid with their dad, you know, that's like, I wanna play. He's like, okay, here's a controller, but it's not plugged into the system. So you're like sitting there next to the couch, like 
pretending to play. That's what I felt like. I've been teabagged thousands of times. And I got teabagged hard there because, okay, neither one of us, uh, I was going up against uh, the, not defending, but the one-time champion of the tournament, uh, Ryan, and we're looking at you like, I don't even know what's going on. I I think I'm moving. Sometimes I can punch, and sometimes the button doesn't do anything. No idea what's going on. He wins. I lose. And uh, I slide down to that third place match. Jazzy wins his match. Or sorry, um, um, Nick Sphinx from the Last Action Podcast wins his match. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, man, because because you know he's he's somebody that like he likes video games, but he he's very honest with with everybody. I'm not very good at games, right? He, he's returned to gaming. He he took some yeah, years off. Absolutely. It's, and so he's been he's been on this hot streak. He won his Tetris 99 match, which was like a a big deal for him. He got into the he got like a second seed or or something like that in in this bracket and then he goes on a run. He wins that match. We get into the the uh, Ring King. He wins that match and before you know it, he's going to the finals. So I lose. I go out to the third place. Jazzy loses. He goes out to the third place. And uh, we slide over for the third place match before the champions go, before the two people go for the championship. And they pull out. We're, we're over sitting at a PS2 and we're like, okay, what could it be? And all of a sudden, I see the Atari collection get pulled out, and we're going to go, the finals are Pong. OG, taking it back. OG, to the Pong. roots of gaming. And so yeah, we're sitting there looking at looking at Pong, and I'm like, okay, a lot harder than it looks, man. Beep. OG Pong, it was brutal. Uh, yep, Jazzy ends up beating me like 15 to 12. It was first one to 15. Feed me 15 to 12. I take fourth place. Jazzy's third. Finals come, and it's Ryan, the with the ability to be the only two-time champion of the Morelli Video Gaming Tournament. So. Ryan versus Sphinx. And we're like, okay. Nick right Sphinx right now is just going to be he's going to be freaking out and he takes a lead right out the gate. I'm like, "Oh, wow. Okay." And the thing about the original Pong or this Pong that we're playing is that like yeah, you could score a point, but the better part of scoring the point is that that person that was scored on then gets the serve, right? He, they, they get the advantage of being able to hit the ball, except the serve was brutal in this game. I mean, it was fast and like would hit angles that you like had to be pinpoint perfect to return. So, and it, part of the problem with that is. Pong had the the wheel, the analog wheel. It had the old wheel yeah. to. To it's easier to be fine with your motor skills to get that wheel going. It's really hard on an up and down on a D pad to get it exactly right. Yep. So the uh, the score went back and forth. It was a great match. Went back and forth a couple times, uh, and Ryan ends up winning it, becoming the first ever two time champ of the Morelli Video Gaming Tournament. But Mr. Sphinx takes a second place, which is very honorable for uh, for someone that uh, you know. And made it so far into the uh, tournament. So congratulations to to all the winners. We have Ryan, uh, Sphinx, and Jazzy in the uh, one, two, and three spot. So it was a great time as always, and we look forward to uh, the glitches next event. But that was that was definitely the gaming moment of the weekend. Like, uh, you know, it was just an awesome Saturday because of that. Yeah, without a doubt, I had a great time, even though I got twelfth. 
So, uh, you know, that was better. The last couple of tournaments, I was placing like in the 20s out of 30. I was like, yeah. man, I, I just got to do better than 50% of the people there. So 12th, 12th was good. We had uh, Pulo Vision was yeah. ahead of me as well as Button Masher, Caleb, and Chops. Those are the, the group of people that were ahead of me before the top eight. Yeah, a lot of games, a little representation for sure. Doing doing pretty well in the tournament. So, all right. Do we uh, have anything else for uh, for the Zilla update this week? We don't have anything for the Zilla update, but we have one email. Perfect. Let's do it. The FBI has just sent a letter to Bates informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading emails from GameZillaMedia.com. That's right. You read them. We write them. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, sorry. That's your part. No, go. Do it. You write them, we read them, send your emails into info at GameZillaMedia.com. That is info at GameZillaMedia.com. Don't ever pay attention to what Deadeye actually puts in the Discord. It is info at GameZillaMedia.com. Did I misspell it again today? I have no idea. I just I, I always <laughs> saw, I, I, I am the, I'm a bad typer because I can't read. I am impossibly bad at typing things on my phone, so... Info at GameZillaMedia.com. That's where you can send your emails to get them read here on the GameZilla podcast. And we have one from a, a fellow competitor in the Morelli video gaming tournament, Button Masher Caleb. Hey, good buddies. Video games are amazing and fun. Thanks for laying that out one for us, Caleb. Debatable. That's debatable. <laughs> debatable. I'm not amazed and I'm not amused. So you're, that's not factual. <laughs> I'm a, this, is a, this is a croc podcast now. Uh, what great years in gamings have have treated us to some good times. Uh, there are few that have ever been better than 2017 and 2018, both with great games uh, like God of War. That's going to get his nod for his 2018 favorite game. Uh, he wants to know which year we thought is the better year. And he gives us some examples of the top games from 2017 and 2018, all right? 2017, Horizon Zero Dawn, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, Splatoon 2, Assassin's Creed Origins, Cuphead, Uncharted Lost Legacy, and your favorite game, Destiny 2. 2018 gave us God of War, Spider-Man, Assassin's Creed, Odyssey, Red Dead 2, Monster Hunter World, Super Smash Bros., and Detroit Become Human. So, he's right. Those are two good years in gaming. What year did you like better, Grim? 2000. Dreamcast, baby. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, Dreamcast <laughs> came out. You know, yeah, you probably had uh, Sonic Adventure or some crap. I don't know. You did. Sonic Adventure. Was it 99? Right. It was 99, yeah. So it wasn't in 2000. I know. It's okay. It's not okay. <laughs> um, no, out of these two years... Oh man, that is that is a that's really difficult. I probably side with 2018. I really like Spider-Man. God of War was something I've been waiting forever for. Um, yeah, man, I'm gonna go with 2018. See, I'm going 2017 just because Breath of the Wild. launch of the Switch, Breath of the Wild, which I'm still playing, still loving. I, you know, loved Mario Odyssey. Splatoon was a really fun experience because I never played Splatoon one. Uh, I liked the the little bit that you and I played Cuphead together, and uh, you know, I liked Destiny two for about a month. So we need to co-stream Cuphead. Actually, yeah, we need to do it. We're we're eventually going to get co-streams going for the post show. We're just yeah. we're reworking a lot of things here on Gamezilla. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm going 2017. Grim's going 2018. What year did 
everyone else, but for getting our Discord and uh, getting the gaming general chat or the Gamezilla podcast sub channel and let us know. And, uh, you know, send uh, send your email in next week. It might get read, info at GameZillaMedia.com. And I'll probably do a better job reading your email than I did with uh, Button Masher Caleb's this week because I read that like crap. The real answer, though, is 2020 when the PS5 and the new Xbox come out and you're going to get Last of Us and uh, and everything else that drops as launch. A Halo launch, a Last of Us Part Two launch, maybe a new Zelda launch. I don't know. 2020, I feel it. I feel it's going to be a big year. That's the best year ever. It's not even here yet. You're calling it out. What <laughs> yeah. about what about Metroid? Metroid, I don't know, man. 2029, back, man. Metroid Prime 4. I'm back. I'm back in that mode of of <laughs> <laughs> I've, res- I've I'm protecting myself. You know, yeah. I'm building shields around me now, so it's just kind of like, yeah, I, I get it when I get it. Like I'm yeah. done. I'm done. It's, I'm it, done putting myself out there for Metroid and Nintendo just to stab me again. It's good that you're protecting your your soul because nothing protects your feet better. Than Chinese garden clogs. Man, my Chinese garden clogs are, are top notch. <laughs> They're slowly cutting the circulation off of the top of my feet. Well, are you wearing the foot strap or the foot unstrapped? It's, I think it's unstrapped. Yeah, you want to leave it unstrapped. Yeah, no, yeah. That way They're, you can kick them off at your uh, assailants. They they become like a weapon then, a very light, airy weapon. Got it. Made of recycled tire rubber. Perfect. I am the luckiest guy alive. You're right. You're right about that. You get to spend every Monday night hanging out with me, and that alone just is super lucky for you. Absolutely. And this podcast has been brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash gameslomedia today for to see everything gameslomedia has to offer, like our fantastic pre-shows, our newest addition to the Patreon page. Uh, we already covered our shows. We talked about uh, YouTube Right, we got our streamers here on Facebook. We have streamers on Twitch. So again, make sure you're checking out. You can see them all in the Discord, but you can also uh, get to know more of them by finding them on Facebook.com, on Twitch.com, and you get their names from the website, from the Discord. Come hang out with us. Talk with gamers from around the world every day for free. We are a fun gaming community. I happen to do podcasts as well. So, all right. Thanks again to, uh, I want to say thanks one more time to Tony and Danielle for putting on an amazing event last weekend with the gaming, the Morelli video gaming tournament. And, um, yeah, I think it's time for us to get out of here because I got some Apex to go play. So remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game game on on. with your Crocs on. Yeah. Man, that was a good catchphrase.